louder. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Celluloid Psychosis, where cinema and sanity collide. I am your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Paul Ashford. How you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to be back. How about yourself? Better now that I see you, Paul. <laughs> good, good, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> so, tell us about your week, man. Uh, uh, it's been a bit more moving stuff for me around getting the girlfriend moved in doing bits and bobs around the house but obviously i've been movie watching as well um we sat through tremors 4k from arrow and all of the extras which was a lot of fun um and obviously the film we're doing today i've watched ooh, a couple of times this week as well which has been a lot of fun as well but um yeah other than that man it's been not too much not too much just house boring house stuff but some movie watching as well uh, i did order a couple of uh severin movies as well mm. just because you did and i well i've been wanting them for ages but now there was a there was a uk seller at a, at a decent price so i picked up the church and cemetery man in 4k fucking a i have those myself those are premium releases kind of regretted not getting the sect maybe but i might we'll pick see. it up later <laughs> <laughs> it's like this <laughs> What have you been up to today? Well, it's been quite the week. Uh, mm-hmm. So I ordered some more Vincent movies, mm-hmm. the uh, February announcements, of course, and they uh, got myself some five card stud, and I'm super excited <laughs> to do that. And uh, we'll cover that all the all the releases in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good of course. But uh, of course, Vincent order, and then I got an awesome package in the other day, a really cool surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a shooting script for an episode of Alf. Nice. And an autograph from the voice of Alf. Cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Kent and Paul, thank you so much. And thank you, Nick Benson, for making that happen. Wow. Uh, super grateful for those. I have them next to me. Mm-hmm. It is something I will treasure for a lifetime. <laughs> I love Alf. And if anybody who knows me knows how much I love that television show. Mm-hmm. So having something from that show that was used is really cool. And Kent was... I believe DP on episodes. So script, there is sketches and stuff, uh, notes nice. of camera work. It's it's really, really cool. Yeah. But anyway, I'm excited <laughs> about this week's episode. And this week's episode is Spellcaster from 1988. One of Paul's picks. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it was nice better to choose this film. I think it's very, uh, almost a bit of a hidden movie, this one. It's uh, had a bit of a troubled release when it came out. Yes. Um, so... But it's got a really interesting cast. Um, and we'll and, get yeah. into that right well, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so this movie was directed by Rafael Zelensky. Yeah. Okay. So, who also uh, directed Screwballs, Jailbait, and Fun. He's a comedy director. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he did the Screwball trilogy. I saw Screwballs, Loose Screws, and Screwball Hotel. Ah. Wasn't there so, a Screwballs 2? Or is that Loose Screws? Uh, I think that's Loose Screws. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's free. That's that's the free of them. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a screwball director, I guess. I see. Written by Ed Naha, Dennis mm. Paoli, and Charlie Bogle. Do you know those people? Oh, absolutely. Ed Naha. 
Troll. He wrote Troll, mm. Empire Classic, Dolls, Empire Classic. And he then went on to do all of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies for Disney. So, Fucking yeah. Man. Uh, and Dennis Paoli, or however you say it, uh, Reanimator from Beyond and Dagon. So he's a real HP Lovecraft guy. Great stuff. Uh, and I don't know Charlie Vogel, but it seems to be his only credit, to be fair. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Starring Adam Ant. What a name. Richard Blade. <laughs> the lovely William Butler. Gail O'Grady. Mm-hmm. Harold Pruitt. Bunty Bailey. Kim Johnson. Ulrich. That is Lars' mm-hmm. sister. Tracy <laughs> Lind and Martha Dempson. <laughs> Yeah, quite a cast. Quite a cast. There's uh yeah, some some interesting names there we'll probably get to once we talk about their uh, characters. We will. Paul, mm. read that plot for us, pal. Okay. A group of contestants travel to a castle in Italy to participate in a million dollar treasure hunt hidden on the premises. Little did they know, the lord of the castle hides a deadly secret. Winning a, a trip to Italy for a contest, Jack and her brother Tom join other winners, Myona, Yvette, Terry, Harlan and Tony. They settle into the rooms of an old castle together with Cassandra, a rock star playing along in the contest. Wanting to get a leg up on each other, they all try to sneak out and find the prize before it starts, to no avail. When the contest begins, they start to die one by one from a mysterious source within the castle. <laughs> I just actually reading that plot, it reminds me a lot of a house on the haunted hill. Mm, yeah. And where all their people to that's to win a million dollars as well, isn't it? You remind me of April Fool's Day. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Only because the ending. Ooh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, mm-hmm. What was your initial impressions of this movie? Absolutely loved it. Um, I think the first time I ever saw this movie was way back in the VHS days. So I was probably it's back back when I was a teenager or or very early twenties maybe. Um, and I used to just hunt down videos, uh, anything that I knew was to do with Charles Band, Empire, all that stuff. And Spellcaster was probably one of the later ones I came across because I just did not get a very wide release. So initial impressions, I went in thinking this is going to be an Empire film. I'm going to really enjoy this. And I absolutely did. I had It's it's a pure Empire film to me, uh, slash yes. Full Moon as well. Um, it's got it's got the cheesy acting, uh, the little, uh, the rubber monsters and the, the, creature, the practical creature effects. Yeah. And some familiar faces. For damn sure. sure. Uh, this is actually yeah. my very first watch. I've mm-hmm. never I've never seen this movie before. I did watch a VHS rip, which mm-hmm. was the polar opposite of how I normally watch my movies. <laughs> it was really cool. I definitely added to the vibe of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really didn't know what to expect going in because this is kind of like your wheelhouse and your pick. I uh, yeah. love the location. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely cool. Uh, and I loved how the movie begins with the with the music video <laughs> on top of the castle that we're about to spend yeah. an hour and twenty minutes in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. Uh, again, I didn't really have expectations. No. I knew it was an empire movie, but that can go anywhere, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. It is an empire movie, but it, it's not marketed as an empire movie, is it? I think no. it happened. So they filmed it right around the time Empire collapsed. Mm. Um, and they ended up, I guess they sold off the rights to someone else that sat in limbo. I don't know, the release dates online are all over the place. 92 is... Yeah, 92. So that's four, well, supposedly four years after it's filmed, but um, I was digging into the uh, extras on the Vince disc, and uh, they're they're saying they think they filmed it in 86 slash 87, 
So it was filmed, I think they said, right after From Beyond. Really? Yeah, yeah. So obviously they're in Italy doing those movies. So it wouldn't have been long after Ghoulies 2 either. So it was all that sort of era. But obviously, yeah, when the money went and the studio shot, these films, some of these films just sat in the movie for age. Like Arena is another really good example. Uh, the movie Hell Club that happened too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or high, no, it's called Highway to Hell. Not Highway to Hell, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've got that. I did have that on VHS. That was a good one. Ben yeah, Stiller yeah. as the cook. So good. Oh, I don't remember him being in it. Blimey. Yep. Yeah. CJ Graham as Hellcop. Uh, yeah, I remember CJ Graham as Hellcop, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Visually, this movie is interesting as fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like other movies from its time. You could definitely tell it's that late 80s empire. Yeah. Uh, when you watch it, it's... It's got that distinctive feel. Uh, I don't know how to say it. I, I don't it's, know how to describe it. It's just pure eighties, and mm-hmm. it's just. I mean, the the fashion, the music, the sounds, the video the, DJ. Yeah, VJ. <laughs> That's yeah. actually one of the funniest jokes I thought. And the, the, the ghost throughout the film, every time he gets called a DJ, he reminds me he's a VJ. I got yeah. one of those from a crack whore behind a Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well there you go <laughs> but um yeah it's, it's just so 80s pure 80s cheese uh again it, obviously part of the plot is around the, the musician uh and they're all there because they're they hit the guy right he's a vj runs the the music channel but um yeah it just totally screams 80s 80s music um obviously visual style has got that castle setting as well which we'll probably dig into a bit which i, I i'm a i'm a sucker for anything that's set in a castle uh and then obviously throw 80s in there as well then yeah i'm, I'm totally down for it um but yeah it's i don't know I, I don't know if you can get any more 80s than there's it's got the it's got the fashion it's got it's got some of the brand names you know from the what? 80s. This movie rivals Nightmare on Elm Street 4 for this pure 80s feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Nightmare on Elm Street 4 had a much, much bigger budget as well. But, it um, did. This just, I don't know. It, you know what I mean? You're right. It is just pure 80s excess. Yeah. And everything. Mm-hmm. So cinematography is kind of iffy. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's not the, the fanciest of the things. It's not some master work, but it gets the job done. And I yeah. think that's what you can expect with these Empire Full Moon pictures. It's mm-hmm. Nothing too fancy, but it gets the job done. Yeah, totally. It's. Uh, I think the, the color, well, obviously the Vincent disc looks great. The color and everything. I for, almost thought it had a slightly artificial look, but I think that's just where they've remastered it. It's just like it's looking better than they ever thought it was going to look, I guess. I guess when they made these films, they weren't expecting such high-definition uh remasters to come out in the future uh, but if anything it really helps the effects stick out mm-hmm. um just especially the, the uh the demon the pig uh, <laughs> the giant mouth bat uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many there's, the, there's so many practical effects in yeah. this film but you, you lose count you, you think oh i forgot about this monster or that oh monster, it goes hard effect. and it and it goes yeah. from Nothing happening to everything happening. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but yeah, the, the cinematography was great. I, and again, it's the castle. It's the castle. It's all the sweeping castle shots. Um, the interiors of the castle look incredible. You might not be able to see it so much on the VHS route, but every room they're in is is immaculately like decorated like even down to like the frames around the door yeah. they're like detailed the candelabras everywhere like all the woodwork all the chairs even chairs down the hallway they're all just like intricately carved um yeah even the lions yeah <laughs> and we it's will a- just we will just acknowledge it off the top there is a essay scene 
in this uh, movie for anybody who's sensitive for anything like that. Uh, I will for forewarn you. It happens. It's awkward. And a woman gets groped to death. It's very, very <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Paul goes, this movie gives me a rapey vibe. Yes, Paul, <laughs> definitely, definitely. it does. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you're in this cheesy 80s music video vibe movie and then suddenly things like that happen. It's just like, whoa, okay. But it's more than once as well. There's a, there's several bits through there um, that just like, oh, okay, this is a bit... Even the very start, the very start of the movie, it's uh, the the two the two the young, the young couple, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, brother and sister, aren't they? They're like probably the heroes of the movie, like the two the two nicest people in the movie, and they're working in a kitchen, aren't they? Working in a kitchen, and they and the creepy um, the creepy chef walks in, and then straight away tries to touch up the girl, um, and she's only saved by a brother who walks in at just the right time. Um, so yeah, literally within the first few minutes of the film, you, you get this creepy vibe. Um, yeah, and then then throughout the film, there's a lot of weird, gropey. And when you say creepy, it's not scary. Uh, this director no. isn't really scary. Whenever he delivers his horror, he delivers it in a way that you deliver a really good joke. And that's yeah. and that's what I told Paul when I was talking to him. It's it's not scary, but it's still well done in a different way. I got calling back to april fool's day in that movie mm-hmm. i'd say kooky maybe it's kooky <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it's weird it's uh yeah it's not it's not sickening or anything like that it's just a weird 80s let's have lots of uh gropiness and uh touchy uppiness and uh yeah a lot of the attacks in the film from the creatures and the effects yeah. revolve around even some of the characters, that VJ is just an absolute slime ball. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people sleeping with each other in it as yeah. well. Um, but again, it's all done. I, I won't say tastefully, but it's all done. There's no, you know, there's no gratuitous nudity or anything like no. that, or anything like that. But it's just the uh, the theme, I guess, more than anything. But um, yeah, but no, I, yeah, the theme. The theme. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your favorite character? Ooh, favorite character. Oh, oh definitely, it's got to be. Um, Cassandra Castle. Yes, Cassandra. <laughs> uh, she is the eighty. Uh, she is the eighties British rock yes. princess. Spoiled and at the rock end, princess. what was her real name? Tracy. Yeah, uh, yeah, was yeah. Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. just massive spoiler. It's not that, Cassandra no more. <laughs> yes, <it's> Tracy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good accent. Uh, I, I just feel every time she's on screen, she kind of pretty much still was the show for me she's mm-hmm. just a stereotypical i love her Andrew Paul wig at the beginning yeah <laughs> <laughs> drunk british pop star princess yeah. or rock Nails star it. princess i guess um but yeah it's if i funny. can't have my drink can i have pills yeah <laughs> <laughs> where's my pills <laughs> every scene she's hilarious. i mean she does the music bang off the start she's in a music video you know yes. it looks like she can sing you know what or- i like about that is yep. we see her in that space and then we see it revisited for the scene when the guy's thrown off the top of the building. Yes. And it's yeah, filmed yeah. in a similar way. Yeah, Super yeah. cool. Super <laughs> fucking cool. Exactly that, yeah. But yeah, she's just so cool. Every scene, she's either drinking, it's just the yes. dinner scene as well. They're all sitting around dinner waiting for her. She comes in, sits down with a bottle and just throws up everywhere and then it's carried oh, the guy. You're, you're forgetting a fucking scene when he dumps out all the vodka and she gets on her uh, on her fucking hands and knees and starts <laughs> licking the floor. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Salt <laughs> yeah, exactly. eat your heart out. <laughs> so, um, for me, she she's definitely my favorite character. And again, she's not all this stuff she does. She's not exactly a particularly evil character. There's people in the film that do worse. 
Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. What yeah. was your thoughts on the fat guy character? Oh man. Uh, he wasn't even well, fat. No, he wasn't. Okay. So this is, I guess this is an eighties thing. Um, wouldn't fly today at all, but, um, yeah, it's a straight. Yeah, exactly. So it, the first scene you see him properly is in the back of the car when they arrive at the castle yeah. and straight away, you only see his face to be fair then, but straight away, one of the lady, the girl that gets out of the car before him, then she calls him like a fatty or something. She's like, something wait, you're like turned that. fatty or something. I was like, what? What, what, what are they talking about? Then he gets out of the car and there's like, there's nothing to him. It's just like, they really force the fat guy trope on him to the point yeah. where they include a scene of him pulling food out of his bag. Yeah. 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 But we don't see him snacking. Well, we kind of see him snacking, but not to the level we see other fat guy trope characters in other movies. No. And like he's, he's, yeah. He, he looks so, so much like Windy Winston from the Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> he looks like the human version. Uh, it was funny, though, because actually, John Beekler did the special effects for this movie, who also did the special Just effects the for the Garage Pale Kids movie. So yeah. it would surprise me if he took a photo of him. He's like, hey, this is going to be my Windy Winston. <laughs> but, um, he looks so much like him. It's crazy. But he's not. He's not. He's not fat at all, the guy. Um, and I, I, I was trying to picture him. I thought I knew I've. it might have been that film I recognized him from. Obviously, it wasn't him. But he looks so familiar. He looks so like that guy. But he also looks like the guy from Goody's Go to College, who is a fat guy in that one. Uh, but he's, he's, I forgot what his uh, character name is in Goose Go to College. But he's a guy. Uh, that you know who pizza. one of my favorite fat guy characters ever? The fat guy from Porky's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, those guys are fat, but this guy wasn't. He's, he's just like, you're going to play the fat guy, even though you're not fat, yes. and we're going to go over the joke all throughout the film. To the point where they mutate him into a pig. Yeah, so his big death scene. Uh, yeah, that's right. The girl goes, "Are you are you pigging out or something?" She goes, "Yeah, and goes, yeah." And he just slowly mutates into pig. Like he starts off like hairy, doesn't he? And he's like, "Oh, it's just a joke." It's that is my joke. second favorite pig mutation scene in a f- film. My favorite, my favorite one is an American rickshaw when they turn Donald Pleasance into a green pig man. I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is absolutely crazy. We might have yeah. to do it in the future. There's um, <laughs> you ever seen the Deathstalker movies? There's Deathstalker. Uh, there's a pig like soldier creature in Deathstalker. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and he reappears in Deathstalker 2 as well. And again, I think that oh. might even be John Beekler did the effects, possibly. So it wouldn't surprise me if they reuse some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fat guy, yeah, every scene he's in, he's either talking about food, eating food, or <laughs> gathering food. I mean, there's a scene at the uh, when they're all sat around the table, and then the, the uh, butler guy goes, yeah, It's time to start looking for the check. And everyone like, gets up and runs off. He gets up and runs off, but he stops at the table, picks up a load of food, <laughs> and, then, and then and then goes off. But yeah, I, I kind of felt a bit sorry for him because he, he wasn't fat at all, but he just he just went with the joke. Yeah, um, but he, he was probably one of the nicer characters as well. He wasn't mean to anyone in the film uh, until his pig transformation scene. I guess that wasn't really him. But you was, know, was the brother sister characters? Was the sister try was like supportive of the brother trying to bang chicks? I I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, but only, <laughs> only the nice ones. Not obviously Cassandra went with tried to have straight away, and she was like, "She's not your type." <laughs> when he, when she, she turned Cassandra turned down flat anyway. Um, but yeah, again, I felt sorry for him because he tried it on of her. He tried it on, and on that girl the, that uh, does that tricks people into coming in the shower the with her. Shower with her, yeah. <laughs> and she does it again. Okay, obviously it does backfire with the Italian guy because he goes, yeah, he goes crazy. So he, he starts off. I don't know. Actually, he seemed pretty normal to stuff. <laughs> oh, he goes from zero to crazy for no yeah. fucking reason at all. It, we well, see him shower. with a knife. 
Well, it actually it starts when we see him in his bed and he just pulls out a fucking knife and you're like, yeah. oh, we're gonna see that used later. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair, it's fair. He turns up in a stolen car at the start, doesn't he? He turns up in a Ferrari. Yeah. Um, and the next thing the police follow him in, and that and uh that was it. That was a funny line from uh the Rex, the DJ. All I can think of is, oh, it's Klaus Kinski. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) A red Ferrari pulling up to an Italian castle. I was like. uh, (laughs) The the, the, the VJ, sorry, not DJ. He goes, oh, I can see the police are here, but I can't see Sting. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was hilarious, that that, that one line. He actually improvised that according to the experts. Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. But yeah, the the Italian guy, wow. Yeah, so he starts off in a stolen car, but he seems pretty quiet. You'll see. He tries it on with all the girls with his cheesy chat-up lines and, oh, you're American. And girls and all that um but yeah i think his flipping point is when the shower girl tries it on with him and he he, he gets kicked out then he's frustrated and then uh that's then that's then when he goes to oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it cassandra he goes to after that yeah um no it's not cassandra is it is it the italian girl i can't remember one of the girls it's the french girl yeah the french girl and obviously he's He's literally about to attack her, isn't he? He's She's batshit crazy. The French girl's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when um the the uh, the, the guy's sister. She's looking through the books in the library for the yeah. ticket. And she's she's like, just tossing them. Yeah, the other girl comes and starts throwing them out on the floor. Yeah, when the <laughs> spell like... dude fucking tosses the book and clunks her in the head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Italian guy. He just he's yeah slimy Italian. He's horrible chat of lines, but yeah, he he just goes full on rapist i guess what's your favorite death uh i'm probably gonna go with the pig transformation yeah all right i guess that count as a death i guess that does count as a death because it's him yeah yeah no definitely because i think the most absurd is the vj because he has a fight with a fucking suit of armor oh yeah then he cuts off his head and he looks inside and then a giant bat creature bites bites his face off comes out of the uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like what the fuck is going on oh and how many times did they set up that demon creature before they fucking finally show it for five seconds oh exactly yeah you mean like the little one the little one on the like the the one on the painting yeah 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 Yeah. oh that one yeah again that painting i'm guessing that was painted by the same person that painted the troll one of uh, John Beekler and the Ghoulie from the Troll movie. But uh, yeah, that was such a cool idea as well. Really cool idea. You it's knew it was like... going to happen at some point, but you just yeah. didn't. And it. Yeah. Yeah. I but wish you saw that, more. That's funny you mentioned that because the, the, I was thinking about the little gargoyle, well, I'm going to say Ghoulies, that looked a lot Oh, like the one the that turns its head. Yeah. Literally, yeah. you see it in loads of scenes through the film, like sat, sat on like a, oh, what do you call it? Like a pillar. Um, and you, all through the film, you think, oh, yeah. This, Keep sort of seeing him and the, some of the characters interact with him. One of those little creatures from subspecies. Exactly. Yeah. This is going to be. This is going to be something really cool. And then it literally it turns its head. <laughs> and, that was it. And, you're like, okay. and not even a good head turn. It's clearly no. a fucking puppet. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your? What was your sorry, your favorite death was the the, the, the yeah the crazy suit of I armor. I would say it was the, just the most absurd to me. You know. And that's that's quite a crazy thing to say about the the, the amount of absurd stuff in this movie. There is absurd stuff. I mean, the one guy like kind of like tosses himself off of a fucking building. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the car William Butler randomly explodes for no fucking reason. Yeah, and with uh, yeah, Billy Butler. <laughs> I did mention yeah, Billy Butler and Michael Deke. So yeah, it's funny obviously because they they are interviewed in the extras. We're in the middle of the... nowhere with an HD camera. Boom. <laughs> okay. So apparently when they they were filming um this is what is on the extras disc it said the the director didn't know how to kill him off 
Um, he just knew they had to be killed off and they had a few ideas and they were like, no, 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 none of this is going to work. Let's just do this. So they did the random car explosion scene and it, it kind of worked. <laughs> but um, obviously they were, they did a lot of the effect. They did all of the effects on that film as well, pretty much with the Beekler, with Beekler's MMI. So um, they, they called themselves slime jockeys. They were just behind camera all the time, throwing slime onto the, uh, the <laughs> oh, I know all and... about them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear them but, talk um... about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of deaths. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of deaths, a lot of effects. They're all very unique and very cool. They they range from simple to absurd. It's, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, creepy yeah. too and uncomfortable. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, we haven't mentioned the castle itself was actually Charlie Band's castle. That was his own castle. That's so cool. So, what else is that but, used in? Uh, well, uh, I believe uh, Castle Freak has used it for scenes. Okay. Um, so before he owned it, it was in loads of Italian films, you know, like big budget ones. Um, but funny, it's been used in some films after, so nothing mainstream that I know about. But funny enough, there was a Hollywood couple that got married there. Hmm. Uh, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes got married at that castle. Wow. I guess Charlie Band doesn't own it anymore. I think, again, with the whole Empire collapse, I think he probably had to sell the castle. He recently got married, didn't he? Yeah, at at a castle as well, I think. Yeah. I don't think it was that one, because I don't think he owns it anymore. All of the characters, like him, Ginger Weed Man and everybody that he had there. Oh, they are so fucking funny. <laughs> um, I maybe I don't know if Pit and the Pendulum might have had scenes there because obviously Ooh. that's got a lot of castle scenes. But, um, I know he, he must have filmed a lot there. Must have saved him a lot of money because they, they again the castle looked amazing. You know I don't know if it was his own furniture and stuff, but um, some of it just looked incredible. Obviously at that time as well he had bought the studio the studios in Italy bought the studios from Dino De Laurentiis. Oh um because obviously I, I don't know if they went bust or whatever but he bought he literally bought these huge studios again that's where ghoulies 2 was filmed so for this film uh all the exterior castle scenes uh, there was actual castles some of the interiors are in the castle but um other ones are sound stages at this italian place at the town studios um so yeah they 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 had the use of the sound stages and uh, they said there were so many costumes i think the suit of armor was like left behind from some italian uh medieval war movie <laughs> um and michael deke was said on the extras like yeah we walked on we walked on into this amazing fi- film studio we we got there and they were finding like cinema they were finding 35 mil reels like wow negatives and stuff like rough cuts of work work prints of movies and he was just picking them up and keeping them he's like he's you know keep preserving them and they said the spaceship from barbarella was just there with weeds growing in between it he said it was like a he said it was amazing when they got to see all that but yeah i I reckon a lot of all those cool props and stuff in the castle were all from that set yeah that's um, so cool i love that stuff sort of stuff man you know Mm -hmm. we should talk about that fucking ending Oh. <laughs> <Should> we, <laughs> I, I want to mention the zombies quickly. Okay, yes. I thought the zombies looked really cool. Really, uh, really want, good. Underutilized. Yeah, yeah. So they get one scene. And then they're where, stuck in the basement. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's literally spookies. You've seen spookies? Yeah, the, yeah. The, was it the bog men? The bog men, whatever they're called? Like the monsters that fart? It was a little bit like that. But I, I actually thought they looked like a bit like Fulci zombies, you know? A bit like yes. Zombie 2. Or um, uh, the birthday zombie from Creepshow. 
yeah yeah that that sort of exact real cool decaying zombie look um yeah they were they could have been used so much more but obviously they just had that one scene again rather than trying to kill cassandra they wanted to uh grope her <laughs> um, so their hands all over her body and again there was close up on her breasts it yeah. covered breasts and uh, it's just, the hands were going here and there it's just like a weird scene but also very cool because the zombies I, I thought straight away oh wow they look like faulty zombies uh and funny enough uh according to uh, uh michael deacon the extras so the second unit director on this was john beekler so obviously he did all the crazy effects so he got to direct all the scenes with the effects in the creatures in but originally they were going to get lucio Fulci to do it he was in line to do it but it dropped out for some reason and Beekler took over. So how wild do you think that could have been, having Lucio Fulci directing some of the scenes? Man, this would have been fucking strange. <laughs> yeah. The zombies might have been more, might have been more prominent, maybe. The zombies would have had flying heads. Yeah. <laughs> there, would have been, there would have been an eye burst in the scene for sure. Goddamn right. <laughs> so the ending, uh, I had the same problem with this ending that I have with April Fool's, like I mentioned at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. I yeah. don't like movies where everybody comes out at the end and everything's fine, because then that means the last hour and 20 minutes that you sat through really didn't happen. It didn't mean fuck all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate that. I want If people yeah. die, they die! Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if there's one weakness of this movie, it's the ending, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, funny enough, uh, it's talking about agony as well. We talked about agony in the last one of our... Like, earlier episodes and again the ending to that was just like huh well, actually this one i guess was a bit easier to explain whereas agony is just a bit more confusing to me but this one was just like ah oh, just a letdown it's like a yeah just a bit of a letdown um yeah i didn't i didn't like the ending at all we need um, fucking closure we just don't need a happy ending where everything kind of goes back to normal yeah. <sighs> it was nice seeing some of them still and like for the reason of let's oh we haven't mentioned everybody in this fucking movie strapped with a gun for some fucking movie. <laughs> this is the only movie where everybody fucking has a gun prepared. Yeah. I wish more <laughs> slasher movies had this. So what causes everybody to be saved is the, the sister has a yeah. goddamn pistol. Not just a normal pistol. It's like a World War II fucking Nazi thing. Mm-hmm. And she shoots the goddamn spellcaster's ball. It explodes <laughs> and it fucking saves everybody. Yeah. What the fuck? That's the big <laughs> climax. Where's the budget? It went to special effects. Yeah. Yeah. Once they finally see the guy, he's like this greasy slime ball dude. Mm-hmm. And then what? I wouldn't say he's greasy slime ball. That was the Italian guy. So uh, Adam... I guess, yeah. <laughs> Adamant. I didn't really mention Adamant to be fair. Um, who played what's his name? Senior I forgot what his name was. <laughs> uh he was like the big guy so uh senor diablo yeah so all through the film he gets teased doesn't he because he, he's the guy that owns the castle you see like and scenes of the crystal he's kind of yeah to be he, yeah devil. exactly that exactly that he's supposed to be the devil but um uh do you know much about adamant no no in in the uk he's he was a massive massive rock star oh context. big rock star he had some like he had like big hits in the uk big musical hits um so to see him in this in this sort of eighties American uh, horror movie was kind of weird, um, and obviously his face is all over the covers of the the video VHS and the Blu-ray etc. But um, I was like, oh wow, Adam Ant's in this. Um, but literally, he's in a few scenes at the end. He's he's so underutilized. I, I don't know if his contract was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do a bit of acting. I'm not gonna do too much. But um, 
I would love to have seen more of him. But uh, the scenes he was in, he was a bit. I thought he was a little bit laid back. But he was very sort of suave. He's like, yeah, very uh, is smooth. A, yeah, smooth, smooth. He's like, his act. It, it, you could tell his acting wasn't great, to be fair. But he's, he just didn't have much to say. Um, and I thought the very end scene. When it's, he he becomes the VJ, doesn't he? Yeah. And just did not suit him at all. No, compared completely to character shift. Yeah. But at that point, he's kind of full on taken over that devil persona. So essentially, yeah. the last scene we're left with: Hey, this is the devil, and he's offering people, "Hey, sell your souls, become rock, rock gods, star. or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that typical thing. And again, that plot point came out of fucking nowhere. It kind of mm-hmm. was supposed to be like the twist on it all, and it didn't land at all. <laughs> no it was bizarre but yeah he i thought he was very underutilized yes but, um, it, was, it was cool that they got him in a movie that was mm-hmm. cool um and what if i learned do you know so bunty bailey who played cassandra the british rock star uh she was the girl from the aha music video take on me you know the take oh, on take me music video? yeah on. like the yeah. hand-drawn one you know yes. that was her she was oh. the actress from that. So that's pretty cool. There's a lot, there's a big musical theme throughout this film. So yeah, it's cooler. She was that. Adam Ant was a rock star. The guy that played Rex, the VJ, mm-hmm. actually was a uh, video host really? in real life and a radio host as well. I think he still is today. Um, so that's yeah, cool. a lot of Yeah, he, lo- he looks like a dollar, like a, uh, a Poundland version of Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And, um, there was a lot of, I have to mention it, sorry, there's a lot of Goody's 2 references in this movie. So the uh, I mentioned him at the start, the uh, the, cre- the creepy, the the chef guy at the very start of the movie that tries touching up the sister. Um, that's Albert Band, Charlie ah, Band's dad. he's a guy. Yeah, oh, no. Uh, well, no, Charlie no. Band's dad, uh, who directed Goody's 2. Um, obviously, I mentioned Ed Naha, who... Naha. Naha, who, who helped write Goody's 2 um and then one of the actresses we haven't mentioned actually was dale wyatt who played like the camera girl do you remember her she didn't have too many scenes but um she was... outside smoking that's right yeah yeah smoking and um at the start she sends off uh michael deke and william butler to go and get is it camera film i can't remember now they've, 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 she sends them off hd the card camera that's it yeah hd cameras um she is she's she's she did a lot of the empire films she actually lived in italy so she did all the empire films in italy she she was involved with them but she was um in goodies too she played like the the woman that ran the girls dancing troupe you know like the yeah like the girls that do the belly dancing she was like the main girl from that um and obviously billy butler uh, stars and does effects in Goodies 2, as he does in this one. And Michael Deke stars and does effects in this one, like he does in Goodies 2. So, yeah. Obviously, like I said, filmed probably around within a year or two of each other anyway. Um, I even know it's actually a bit, a bit uh, geeky, but um, when they first sit around the table in this movie and uh, Rex brings out the um, the Ghetto Blaster, it's a red one, similar to one they used in Goodies 2. Like, dude, your tunes. So uh, <laughs> it's a very 80s thing to have a red Ghetto Blaster. Yes. Um, but yeah, very cool. Very fucking cool. So what would you rate this movie, Paul? We're going out of 10? Five. Out of five. Ooh, okay. I'm going four. I'm going to go okay. strong four. Strong four, because I know it's not everyone's cup of tea mm-hmm. by sh- uh, for sure. You know, you look at the, the reviews online, etc. It's not. It's a very mixed bag, mostly. Uh, I'm going to dock it two points for the ending and the uh, essay scene. So it's going to get a three for me. Okay. Okay, yeah. No, I- 
that's fair. Um, I'm going for for purely because the effects. Uh, <laughs> any movie that's got Beaker effects in, yeah, gets my vote. And the eight whole eighties vibe. But uh, yeah, it, it would have been a five if it wasn't for that damn ending. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, a strong four for me. So what did you say, sorry? Three. A three. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, this is just, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It just, it, it suffers in some areas, like you said. It has some, it has some yeah. shortcomings. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I would recommend it to people mm-hmm. who are a fan of Full Moon Empire sort of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it to anyone that's, yeah, any Empire Full Moon, you've got to watch this one. Uh, it's, 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 you can watch it for free as well on YouTube. Full Moon have got their own youtube channel you can watch it for free on there no subscription anything obviously I, I, I presume it's probably streaming on full moon as well do you know what the first official full moon movie was that was released under that banner uh it wouldn't have been too long after this one to be fair so oh, okay would it have been i don't know oh, so <laughs> we'll answer it next episode puppet, yeah <laughs> puppet master maybe puppet master was what 89 so yeah, yeah. could well have been puppet master but um yeah, this was. I think this was possibly the final one they filmed before they Empire mm. collapsed. The, the, the Empire nail collapsed, in the coffin. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, strong four out of five for me. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Again, it's, like I said, it's free on YouTube. I, I, I mean, in the UK, anyway, I presume that's America as well because it's Four Moon's own channel. It's not, you know, yeah. it's it's legit. Um, and there is a very hard to find Vinegar Syndrome disc out there as well, yes, which is part of the Vinegar out, Syndrome out archive. Thing, yeah, yeah, out of print at the moment, but it is on eBay if you want to pay extra. Surprisingly uh, overpriced right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, uh, it's funny because there's doesn't appear to be any sort of European release on Blu-ray or any other country seems to have released on Blu-ray. Uh, it's got to be in rights hell, I'd imagine, because uh-huh. obviously Charlie doesn't get the rights to it anymore. I don't think there's no mention of M. I don't think there's any mention of Empire on the nothing uh, on the Vincent at all. So it's MGM logo at the start. Of the, of the, I'm gonna um, say it's part of the MGM, and that's where they got it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess like, I think Goody's, Goody's two went that way as well. Obviously, that was MGM mm. for quite some time. So yeah, it's one of those films. that's kind that's of that's how she goes in this modern. Uh, yeah, I, I, climate enough, we live in. Yeah, strange. I guess I've had that three, four years delay from being filmed to being released. Mm-hmm. It just gets forgotten about. So unfortunately, it didn't get the big release it deserved. Especially if they're transitioning from uh, Empire to Full Moon. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And 80s to 90s as well, filmed in the 80s yeah. in the 90s. It's, it's quite a big change. <laughs> yeah, this pretty much only could have existed because of uh, VHS sales, this type of movie. So, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's preview next episode, next review, the next movie we shall do. It is 2018's The Night Eats the World, the French zombie movie. One of my picks, Paul, you've never seen yeah. this? I have never seen this one. I've never seen this one. I watched the trailer, uh-huh. and it looks very good to me. It looks like a a French Twenty Eight Days Later. So uh, yes, I know yeah. that might be a, a bit of a generalization, but yeah, I'm all in. I'm very much looking forward to checking this one out. It's very I've cool. every movie so far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope our listeners do too. And we'll catch you on that review. I yeah. am the Pod Boss TJ Bowser. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Celluloid Psychosis. For more episodes and for other podcasts just like this, visit www.projectlouder.net for more. Thank you, guys. Paul. Thank you. Thank you very much, and I will see you next time. Yes, you will. Bye-bye now.